Hey guys, welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 69. I hope we're all having a beautiful, beautiful, uh, I was going to say Thursday when you hear this. It might actually be uh, Monday by the time that this comes out. It seems like a good day to, to drop podcasts in to, for everyone to kind of reset, have a little bit of a think about what we discussed and kind of start the week uh, implementing all the variables that we kind of kind of discussed in the episode. So I hope you have enjoyed the last couple episodes um, about talking about you know, arms and chests and lats and glute development, etc. Um, but today's episode is going to be about quads and hamstrings. We're going to pair the two together, um, I think would be the best thing. Before we even drop into the episode, I for- completely forgot to update you guys that we have surpassed 10,000 downloads on the podcast so far, which is absolutely incredible. Um, little did I know we'd be kind of kicking this through, through to almost into episode 70 now at this stage. Um, so just want to say a massive thank you. Thank you to everyone who's listened. Thank you to everyone who's sent it to any of their friends. Thank you to anyone who has shared it on their stories. You're a massive help. And if you let, if you've helped me, um, produce more podcasts and, and get into more people's ears, helping their fitness journey, I want to keep helping you guys and keeping podcasts as consistent as possible. Hence why I'm really back on a good run with, with, uh, podcasts and, and frequency overall okay and um, I also once we've kind of finished this series I think it'd be really nice to get a couple of guests on and so I would absolutely love us if I was to ask for one more favor um it's to kind of get a little bit of info or maybe some guidance from you guys of what you guys want to hear I can talk till the cows come home about what I want to talk about but this isn't for me it's for you guys so I'd love you to either drop me a message on on Instagram Josh Count Conditioning let me know, you know, what topics you'd like me to discuss, anything that you're struggling with, um, or any guests that you'd like me to have on, I think would be really nice. Maybe even get them into the podcast studio here. I'm sitting here in the Commons in, in Melbourne, um, and across from me is a couple of a couple of chairs which haven't been used in these podcasts. Um, so I'd love if you guys have any recommendations of anyone. Have one or two um, people maybe in mind, and we'd be nice to kind of have one in person sitting across from each other as well. Okay. So to kind of kick fire, kick, kick fire, no, to kind of kickstart might be the word, into this check and we're going to touch on quads, okay? So a little bit of, of information I believe that I've kind of learned over the last year to two years of quad training. I think quads have definitely been an area that I've aggressively been targeting. So it's been an area that I think that I have a lot of information on to try and give you guys. So the first piece is is full range of motion over everything. I used to think I used to train quads hard and I used to think I trained them well. In my days in Club Lime, which is a, a gym maybe close to maybe a year and a half to maybe a year and a half ago, um, I used to think that I was training really well with like six or eight plates aside on the hammer strength leg press, which was heavy and felt like I was getting some really effective reps. But actually, if I look at my quad training um, and if I look at my leg press overall, the range of motion I was getting was nothing like it was it was atrocious and me trying to keep you know low foot placement you know me trying to get as much knee flexion as possible it resulted in very little range of motion overall yes the load was high but remember guys load does not equal new muscle progressive stimulus with full ranges of motion does and if we're not getting full range of motion and training into these mid to length ranges which we're going to discuss now in today's uh, video I was going to say today's podcast we're not really biasing you know the muscle lengths that we're we're looking to achieve, which is going to build new muscle. Okay. So full range of motion over everything. Another big one is just going to be feel like don't just go to the Cybex leg press because it's Cybex and it's the best machine, or don't go to the prime leg extension because it's prime and it's the best machine, you know, quote unquote best. 
go with what you feel suits you the best. So I think that legs particularly is something that everyone has different limb lengths. Everyone has different, you know, distance from their hip to the to the heel, from their kind of their knee to the hip and from their knee to the um, knee to the heel itself. So you're going to have different patterns suit different people. Even though they're quote unquote the mo- the best on the in the world or they're the they're the best on the planet or the most expensive, they might not be the best for you. Okay. The last thing is going to be progressibility. If you're stuck in machines that you feel probably don't sit sit well with you or don't feel well, you're not going to be able to progress them anywhere near as much. Progressibility and actual load exposure for quads is everything. Trying to get as much load as you can through the quads. But if you're in a machine that doesn't target your quads because it's not set up for you correctly, it's never going to work. Okay, so full range of motion, feel over everything and make sure that the, the machine allows for progressibility. Okay. So I kind of have a bit of a, um, a thought process when it comes to quad training. I think that there's three boxes I want to tick in every single program, okay? One is going to be hitting the shortened range of the quad, the shortened position of the quad, okay? And the only real exercise that does this optimally, okay, is a leg extension. So when we talk about the quad and the knee in general, let's go to say the quad, we mu- there's three ways we can train it in a fully lengthened position where if you try and touch your, your calf off your hamstring, like you're doing a quad stretch, that's a fully lengthened position. Everyone do that with me now. If we open up the knee joint a little bit where the knee joint is probably at about 90 degrees, okay, that's the mid-range. And if I extend my knee fully, so there's a straight line going from my hip to the to my uh, heel, and this is almost like you're doing a leg extension into the air, that's the fully shortened position or knee extended position, Okay. So we want to try and challenge all three of those. The first one, like I said, is going to be the, the shortened position. So we want to challenge that on a leg extension. Um, this can be, you know, with with a cable, this can be with a plate loader, whatever that it is, a pin loader or, or plate loader, excuse me, whatever that you feel the most comfortable with and that you can progress over time, okay? It's really important to, I like to try and put in key or kind of coaching cues in these with clients to overload and hold the top position, squeeze it, really, really contract it, hold and then slowly release. So overload the shortened position every single time you do your leg extension. Okay, it's bloody sore. It's probably, for me, I think it's the source exercise for me, um, but it's one that will obviously uh, pay um, uh, or give us back some good muscle tissue over, over a period of time. So short range is, is covered. Now we go into the mid-range, the mid-range, excuse me. So um, dependent on the machine and depend on your ability to train range of motion, a leg press is usually going to do this. So we, we train the mid-range in more of a kind of a mid-range of the knee itself, but with also a little bit more hip flexion overall, okay? Um, so hip flexion means the angle of the hip hip joint and knee flexion means the angle of the knee joint. So leg press, when you're kind of lent a little bit closer towards your knees um, and as you bring the, the knees back towards you, you're creating more knee flexion overall, okay? But the main thing we're going to touch on is knee flexion. So in a leg press set, you will bias and really overload that mid-range. Again, depend on the leg press that you're using, but that should be the main driver. And then the lengthened range. Now, you can get into lengthened range in a leg leg uh, press, depend on your ability to execute and range of motion. But in a lengthened range challenge, we'll look for something more like a, a hack squat, 
a Smith machine squat, a squat machine, even a barbell squat, a free weight can can target the length and range. Um, I also like to try and use maybe like a slight heel elevation to allow the knees to move forward so you can be a little bit more upright in nature. The goal for this is to try and have one that has a little bit less hip flexion. So if you think of a hack squat, the angle of the hip is open. It's at about 90 degrees or a little bit tighter. And the angle of the knee is really, really, really acute. So lots of knee flexion, more open hip flexion. Where in a leg press, then we're getting more hip flexion and also a little bit less knee flexion, probably similar enough in both of those, okay? So to touch on that point again, we're trying to train the quad in a fully shortened position with a leg extension, okay? Number one. Number two then is we're training the quad in that mid-range, overload the mid-range with something like a leg press or a split squat for that matter. And the third one then is training in the fully lengthened position, something like a squat pattern, particularly something like a hack squat or a pendulum squat are fantastic because they open up the hip joint and get absolutely maximal levels of knee flexion, okay? If you train those three things, leg press, hack squat, or a squat pattern that has an open hip joint and a leg extension, and you progress that over time, that's pretty much quad training one-on-one. Okay, the variations in the leg presses, if you do single leg bilateral, if you do a Cybex or an Arsenal or a Life Fitness one, or if you do a hack squat or a pendulum or a Smith machine squat, heel elevated, you can rotate these out, but try and make sure that you're having all of those in your plan every single week. Okay, so now that we have quads covered, we can kind of run into hamstrings now. Okay, not kind of, we will run into hamstrings. So there's kind of three... um, uh, elements to hamstring training that I'd like to cover in my programming. One is going to be a hinge pattern, okay? And we've touched on this before that, you know, what what hinge and what deadlift variation is the best. So if you think about the leg, if you're looking at like a deadlift from the side, and actually you might, might do a post on this soon as well. If you're doing a conventional deadlift where you allow the knees to push forward, are more upright in nature, the hamstring is getting shorter, 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 Okay. So there's not as much tension being created. Now think of, let's say, a stiff leg deadlift or an RDL where the knee is becoming straighter. Even if you try and touch your touch your hands off the floor with a bent knee, you don't feel in your hamstring. Keep your knee fully straight and try and touch the floor, you feel in your hamstring. Because the hamstring is getting longer and longer and longer and stretching more, okay? So with a deadlift pattern, if you want to try and bring up your hamstrings, which is should be always a goal, I always advise doing a stiff leg or an RDL as the main hinge patterns, okay? What this is going to do is fully lengthen the hamstrings, particularly something like an RDL an RDL as well, um, and a stiff leg for that matter. The heaviest part of the lift is going to be in the bottom, okay, which is when the hamstring's fully lengthened, just like the, the hack squat will do. And as we know, as we've touched on a couple of times in these last couple of podcasts, training the muscle tissue in a fully lengthened range has, um, what would I say, further benefits than training it in a shortened range. Doesn't mean that we don't do shortened range, like leg extension, hamstring curls, but it's important that we spend most of our time in the lengthened range. And the beauty of this is one, load exposure. We can train really, really heavy in this compared to something, let's say, like a leg leg, leg curl, which we'll discuss now in a second. Um, with the, and the exercise is a very lengthened range by, so you're stretching and lengthening the hamstrings overall. I think if you were to pick one exercise for your hamstrings to build up over time, this would be it, okay? So an RDL or a stiff leg deadlift. The second options then, of course, are to train in the a leg curl variation, okay? But there are two different variations in a seated leg curl and a lying leg curl. There's very, very, uh, I wouldn't say rarely, but a lot of the time when I'm getting a client's equipment, equipment list, there's going to be one or the other. If you have two, brilliant, let's try and use those two. Um, if you don't, then let's just use one. 
But in terms of like the more benefit, um, the kind of the one that has the higher benefit, I would probably run with a, um, a seated leg curl. And the reason for this is if you are, let's say, um, in a seated position, okay, where you're like, let's say you sit on the floor and someone says, go touch your toes, okay? You're in the hip flex position and you're you're almost like you're sitting and reaching. It's like actually a mobility test, a sit and reach test, okay? So you're, you're already putting the hamstring in a more lengthened position, okay? In a lying leg curl where you're lying prone on the ground, there's no real additional movement that you can you can get there. The, the hamstring is going to be much shorter in nature because you're you have the leg already in a fixed position and it's it's not in hip flexion, okay? And it's like I said, it's in a much shorter position than the seated leg curl, okay? So there is a benefit to using the seated over the line. If you think about it, you know, as your kind of your upper body and your hips move up towards your 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 quads, to, so you're in that sit and reach position, you have to be, if, if your glutes are moving upwards, it has to be tugging on the hamstrings to stretch them. If you come back down towards your kind of fu- fully um, in your lying position, your hamstrings are going to be much, much shorter. So like I said before, training in a more lengthened range has more potential benefit for muscle growth and hypertrophy, and that would be something that we can see in a seated leg curl. If possible, I would love to have a RDL or or a a stiff leg. I would also love to see a seated hamstring curl and some sort of either lying or standing hamstring curl. A hamstring curl that is standing and and lying are identical for me because you're opening the hip angle, so your hip angle is um, extended. Okay, both of them are the same. Whichever one that feels the best for you, I prefer a lying leg curl. You just have a little bit more stability in my in my uh, opinion. Um, then a seated leg curl, you obviously are in that hip flex position. So if you have a hip extended hamstring curl, hip flexed hamstring curl, and a stiff leg or an RDL itself. Okay. If you have those three, I think you've done an amazing job of trying to bring up your hamstrings. And with the leg extension, leg press, and some sort of squat pattern of choice is great for your uh, great for your quad development overall. Okay? So that's pretty much today's episode. I think that if you just, like I said, do some sort of leg curl variation and a and a hip hinge and do a leg extension, leg curl, leg extension, leg press, and a hack squat or a squat pattern of nature, you have everything covered. Now it's time to refine and improve your execution in those and progress those over time. And if we want to build muscle, the idea is to be in a surplus for as long as you possibly can. Okay. Um, so to kind of finish off today's uh, video, I keep saying podcast, just and again, a massive thank you for everyone who's listened to the podcast. If you found today's podcast useful or anyone in general, um, I would really appreciate if you guys were to share this on the stories. Um, that really helps me out to reach more viewers and the more people that are listening to this the more kind of drive and motivation I have to do more podcasts and get more people on the show and and, and get better content all over to you guys okay so other than that have a great rest of your week and we'll and we'll touch base in the next one